0: Okay, we've reached the final Mishnah of Maseches Chagiga, nearly all of Seder Moed. So we finish this, and we have a proper siyum. We should make a proper seum on the completion of the whole of Seder Moed. The Mishnah here says Chagiga Perik Gimel Mishnah Ches Three Eight. Ma'avirin Al Tahara Sazara. How do they go about carrying out what was said in the previous Mishnah that they purify the? Temple courtyard, and again, the mission is very clear to say, matbilin es hakalim, mikdash. It's the utensils that go into the mikvah, uh, because the azhar itself does, cannot, does not need to be purified, it's part of the ground. Now, ve'om and lehem, they would announce, the people, like the kohanim serving base mikdash, would announce, his, ha, his zaharu, shalotig u, beshochan, uv They would say, his Haru, be careful that you don't touch the shulchan, that's the table in the Kodesh, inside the building of the Hegel on which those twelve showbreads breads sit for the whole week. And also, says the Mishnah, Uv Menorah, careful not to touch the menorah. Also in that same same room there on the other side, lest you vitito vitita umu, excuse me. Usit usitamuhu, lest you you invalidated by making a tummy. Now, the issue with the shulchan is that the shulchan, the table, according to the pasik, has to be there arranged with bread upon it, tamid, at all times, continually, and um, continuously, I should even say. And and therefore, um, since the pasik says, the bread has to be before me, tamid um continuously there can't be a break and therefore you would not be allowed to take the table out. Therefore was extra warning, and this warning is not to the tourists that are coming. Regular Yisrael is not allowed to go um into the Hegel. In fact it can't even go into the area between the Mizbeach, the altar and the Hegel. Um, but uh the stairs lead up, can't go there. But uh the Kohanim can get in there and so they would warn the Kohanim who are Kohanim who are Ameya don't go and touch the Shulchan because that will cause a lot of problems. Now, remember, if the colon would touch it, you'd be over and there'd, there'd be the Rabbinic tuma um, only. And therefore, even if you did touch it, you wouldn't put it in the Mikvah, just causing a lot of problems. But certainly, if the Shulchan became tummy for whatever reason, then it would have to go to the Mikvah. There's no way around it. So if it was a vandi a certain Tumman that was exposed on the rice level, then it would have to go to the Mikvah. No, no way around that. Okay. Um, as for the menorah, so that is an incorrect um, version. It's the Mishnah we have in front of us. It definitely does say Menorah, the Candelabra also. And the Heichel was included in the Mishnah here, but that's incorrect. It's clear from the Gemara. It shouldn't be here, um, and therefore it isn't. Kol says the Mishnah, all the utensils, Shahiba mikdash that were in the Temple, yeshlem shnim ushlishim. They had backups, the second and the third backup. shim netmau, lest one of them become Tami and if that would happen harishonim, the primary one that was normally there Yaviyu Shniam Tachteim they'd bring the second you know the, the replacement there temporarily um, while the first one could go to the Mikvah so that wouldn't be a problem that's a true all year round moreover says the Mishnah Kol to unantvila, every single vessel in the entire base of Mikdash needed to go into the Mikvah after Regal um with the following exceptions, chutz mizbeach haZahav, the golden altar, umizbeach haNechoshes, and the copper altar; those two altars did not need to go into the mikveh ever. Mepnei shehen karka, because they have a status of being like land. of BiEliezer, Eliezer holds the altars were like attached to the ground. They have, and as part of the ground, they can't. They're imper, impervious to tumah, and therefore no need to ever put them in the mikvah. Now the. Two things we're talking about here, the Mizbeach Zahav, the golden altar, that's also known as the Mizbeach uh, the incense altar, um, or Mizbeach Panimi, the inner altar, and that's what's the, the third kli you have inside the the Hech there on the Kodesh, besides for the shulchan menorah, you have the Mizbeach Zahav. So the Mizbeach Zahav being that according to Rebili anyways, in it's, it's like attached to the ground, it doesn't need to go into the mikvah. As far as the Mizbeach Hanachoshes, the copper altar, so in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, in the Mishnah, there was no copper altar. The outer altar, which is where all the action happens, essentially all the korbanos are offered, all the zavachim are offered, etc. So that altar was made out of stone and plaster. There's no copper involved at all. But in Moshe Rabbeinu, when he set up the Mizbeach for the Mishkan, the tabernacle, that like sort of mobile... Sanctuary in the in the in the midbar in the wilderness. So he had that outer altar um, have wood. There was made of wood that was then you know coated in copper. So the point of the mission here is that back from that time um, is exempt because as if it's attached to the ground. It says Rebbe Yehoshur because it sits on the ground. Now. The chacham omrim, the chacham are say no. The issue here is mivnei shehen mitsupin. It's not that they're attached to ground; they are mitsupin. They are covered in metal. So that means there's actually two pshatim here. One pshat is that the chacham are actually disagreeing and saying that the mizbech is susceptible to Tuma. because, although it's it made out of wood, but the wood is coated in metal, and since the metal now becomes the essential part, they have a status as if they were metal utensils, and metal utensils are tumah susceptible. And that being the case, that pshat would say that the chum hold, that they also, the mezbe'ach hazav and the mezbe'ach nechoshes, also need to go in the mikvah because they have a status of being like metal utensils. But the other pshat is that the chum agree with Rebilezer that the two altars are impervious to tumah. But the reason why is not because they are attached to the ground per se. Rather, um they're calem and they're wooden kalem, um, wood covered in metal, and a wood clee that's left and intended to stay, stay in one place. There's a special sort of uh, expression for this. It's called a cleates that's made lanachas to sit there and not move. So that is going to be exempt as if we're attached to the ground. So to think it's exempt, it's to it's impervious to tuma. And the the fact that it's coated in silver, excuse me, copper or or gold, is uh, doesn't change that because it's just a coating on the outside and it's secondary, it's subordinate, so it remains till the status of the mezbeah chanachoshes isn't a copper utensil, but rather it's a wooden utensil that happens to have some subordinate copper coating, but it's a wooden utensil that's designed to stay put, um, and therefore it's not susceptible to tumah. That is the halacha, like the Rambam Baskin. So we say that, indeed, the Mizbeach choshes and, and Mizbeach HaZahav are not set with the tumah because they're just wooden caleb intended to stay put down the, the metal, but that's secondary and not important. Now there's a question before we end, which is why in the world would we be worried about the halachic status of a Mizbeach and altar that was built in time of Moshe Rabbeinu that has been around for uh, 2,500 years plus, excuse me, 3,000 years plus. Um, so why in the world are we concerned about that altar? So the answer is well it's true that in the time of the Beis HaMikdash they didn't use this but it, it's in theory permitted to be used and Be'ez Hashem the Beis HaMikdash will be built very soon again and um, should we opt even temporarily to use a wooden altar coated in metal we have some halacha, and the Dachalacha is that it's like a kli eights, a wooden utensil that's aslinachas, that's intended to stay put, and therefore it is not susceptible to tumah. And with that, salak chagiga, we finish mesachas chagiga beez and hadran alach seder moed. We complete seder moed, the entire seder of, uh, of seder moed, whose hadran, whose whose glory is upon us and upon you. Yasher everybody for finishing and beez hashem and next we begin. Maseches Yevamos, Seder Nashim.